Good morning, everyone who is watching us at home and all those who are here praying with us today. This is the third Sunday that we reflect on different aspects of Jesus' resurrection. On most Sundays of the year, our first reading is from one of the letters of St. Paul. But during this 50-day period from Easter until Pentecost Sunday, we read from the Acts of the Apostles, a book written by St. Luke. In the last chapter of the Gospel of St. Luke, Jesus tells the two men he met on the road to Emmaus, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning from Jerusalem. Then in the Acts of the Apostles, St. Luke tells us how the faith spread from Jerusalem to Samaria, the seacoast, Damascus, Phoenicia, Cyprus, Antioch, Asia Minor, Europe, and finally Rome. There are only eight there are only 28 chapters in this book, the Acts of the Apostles, and if you're able to read one chapter a day, you can read the whole book within four weeks. This is the perfect time of year to read about the spread of the early church. The growth of the Christian community was nothing short of miraculous, as it did not begin with a victory in the normal sense of the word but rather, and perhaps quite surprisingly, but by what looked to almost everyone to be a defeat. This movement was not launched by one of Jesus' miracles, like the multiplication of loaves and fish, the many healings he did, or even the raising of Lazarus. Rather, it began with the weakness of what was considered to be the shame of Jesus' death on the cross. Even those who were closest to Jesus did not understand the importance of this event. After the resurrection, we read about the fear of the apostles who were hiding behind closed doors and the fear of the women who were the first witnesses of the resurrection. In addition, a woman's testimony was not accepted under Jewish or Roman law. Therefore, the combination of a group of women and a group of scared men was not an ideal way to assure that the message of Jesus would survive or even be credible in any way. The difficulties surrounding this story with the fear and disappearance of any of the original followers of this crucified leader, would have surely seemed like there would not be anyone left and that the message would quickly die. Within these circumstances, it would have been expected that everything Jesus said or did would be forgotten very easily. However, the Acts of the Apostles paints for us a very different picture. After Jesus appeared many times to the women, the apostles, and his other followers, they left Jerusalem with such conviction 
that not even the armies of the Roman Empire could scare them. They had originally been afraid of Jesus' death, but now they were no longer even afraid of their own death. In one of St. Peter's earliest public speeches, he courageously says, This Jesus, delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God, you crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. But God raised him up, having loosed the pangs of death, because it was not possible for him to be held by it. They publicly and fearlessly proclaimed the resurrection of Jesus to everyone, both Jews and Greeks. St. Luke tells us in Acts 14, verse 1, at Iconium they entered together into the Jewish synagogue and so spoke that a great company believed both of Jews and of Greeks. We see a similar pattern repeated in the rest of the Acts of the Apostles and the letters of St. Paul. The section from the Acts of the Apostles that we read today also focuses on how the early Christian message had a very strong element of service. In today's case, service to widows. There was an emphasis on preaching the Word of God and also on living the Word of God through very practical and visible means of service. Christianity was not a new philosophy nor was its founder a new conqueror to be feared. Rather, Christianity was a new way of life, and its founder was one to be imitated and served through the neediest members of society. The early Christian community not only focused on what happened to Jesus, but they also focused, and this is why it's so relevant for us today, they focused on what happened to them because of the power that Jesus gave them. They not only emphasized that they received a new teaching, but also that they became new people as a result of that teaching. St. Paul tells us in chapter 6 of his letter to the Romans, We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in a newness of life. In the Old Testament, one of the earliest images of God is one of power. He has power over the heavens and the earth, creates, and he has the power to protect his followers from their enemies. For example, in the book of Exodus, we read, Your right hand, O Lord, glorious in power, your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. However, the Christian message is not about a God who destroys our enemies, but about the God who forgives and serves his enemies, and even more, asks us to do the same. Jesus specifically tells us, chapter 5, verses 44 to 48 of the Gospel of Matthew, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? 
Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you salute only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Do not even the Gentiles do the same? You therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. Therefore, if we are proud of our Christian faith, we have to make sure that we are not only proud of following Christ, who was a great teacher, a great leader, a great healer, and one who rose from the dead, we have to always make sure that there is something new in us and there is a new perspective on everything we do because of what Christ did for us and in us. The early Christian community fearlessly proclaimed the word of God and they also fearlessly lived the word of God through service to others. And notably, even to those who persecuted them. Today, as we continue to celebrate the resurrection, we reflect on how the fear of the early followers of Jesus was transformed into joy, and, from how, and how from that joy they began to serve each other. Do we have that joy of the resurrection? And do we live that joy of the resurrection through service to others? Jesus does not want us to simply admire him. He wants us to love him by proclaiming his word and to always be ready to serve others because of our love for him. This may be seen as a weakness by some, but it is the true strength of our faith. Courageous men and women who are willing to proclaim and live the joy of the resurrection through their words and their actions is what made sure that Christianity spread from Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. The more we remain faithful to praising, proclaiming, and living the, the ways of the risen Lord, the more we will see the spread of an authentic faith both in us and in the world around us.